This week on Ultra 64, we played NHL 99 and NHL Blades of Steel 99, and that means we are done with sports games, which was always my goal! Welcome everyone to Ultra 64. We are the internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. And comprehensive hockey podcast. We definitely are. Whatever whatever we talk about, we're the comprehensive version of that. I think we have to do that. If you listen to other hockey podcasts, go ahead and drop them now. Tell them to suck an egg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell them not to give a to puck themselves. Because uh we are here to steal their lunch. We absolutely are. And my name is Steve Guntling. Oh, hello. I am, uh, I don't know, master goalkeeper Woody Siskowski. I'm sure. getting lazier and lazier. On yeah, these. that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. You know what? Like, the, these these do feel a little tossed off in my head. It's like two hockey games. Usually, if you're playing sports games, they're in like clumps of three or four. Yeah. Because they're all pretty similar. But these games that we played today, which are NHL 99 and NHL Blades of Steel 99, these are both one-offs on the season on the series. Yeah. There were other games in these series, but they only made these one these these single appearances on the N64. Which which totally caught me by surprise. We was the first one that we played NHL 99 is an EA game. Yeah. Of and EA games they do not make one-ofs in sports games. No. That does not come into play. No way. It's once they flip the foundation, they're just releasing one of those a year until the system is buried into the ground. Yeah. I was looking through some of my old games, and I think I have Madden 99 or Madden 2009 mm-hmm. for PlayStation 2. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. God. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like they're, they're still releasing Just Dance games yeah. on the Wii. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we we are. I'm very excited about these though because it means we really don't have to talk about sports very much in the future at all. There are like three like sports sim games on the Mm -hmm. Wii U. uh, And then the rest are kind of like goofy family mini games, which I don't really consider sports. Like (laughs) Wii sports is not sports. Like it doesn't feel like sports to me. There are no weird instant replays and I don't need to know. We still have chef's love shack. What about the sport of chef love? (laughs) Chef making love. Yeah. (laughs) It's a sport. It's a sport. Um, It feels like we went through clumps of sports games here for a while. It felt like it'd been a while since we talked. I guess we did the boxing episodes. Boxing episodes randomly, had a very good time playing and talking yeah. about those. Uh, but it felt like we had kind of had a breather from your from your footballs and your basketballs we and did. your hockeys. Yeah, we wrapped right. up football and basketball a while was, ago. Was FIFA the last thing that we played? I that think was it some, was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which again, like I, I think we're I'm kind of running into the same issues with all of these EA sports games in that they are generally very competent, mm-hmm. pretty fun unremarkable in any other way (laughs) so it's kind of difficult to draw much to talk about it but let's give it a shot shall we let's talk about nhl 99 this was released october 1st 1998 developed by ea canada and published by ea sports and this was also released on playstation and windows when we had a much quainter world when there are really only those three platforms to release on it's true um not like now where they have to release it on the end gauge as well. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> need the end gauge. <laughs> yeah. I want my Gizmondo hockey. <laughs> exactly. Uh, our cover athlete this time around is Eric Lindros. Uh, Lindros hails from Ontario, and at the time of this game, he was the center for the Philadelphia Flyers. So he is an imposing six foot four, two hundred and forty pound bruiser. Goodness. He spent a good amount of his career either in the penalty box or benched for various concussions because <laughs> he plays hard. They send him in when they need to break some stuff. But he was also renowned for having the skill of a much smaller, lighter player. Okay. Like he was an excellent puck handler and he he was He's considered one of the greatest hockey players of all time. On his business card, excellent puck handler. <laughs> Need your puck handled? Yeah. Call me. He's got a soft, touch, soft, delicate touch. <laughs> he just sort of lightly fingers the puck from beneath. I will carry your puck with a velvety yeah. glove. Exactly. So he played for the Flyers from 1992 to 2000, during which time he had the third highest goal average in the NHL, and he still holds the single all-time, uh, the all-time single-season scoring record for Canada's Junior Hockey League. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2016, and he did make the NHL's list of the 100 greatest players of all time in 2017. He made a part of an offensive line. I forget the other two players, but they called themselves the Legion of Doom, 
And they were kind of a famously effective uh, offensive line. That was the name of... Uh... No, wait, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say that was the name of my improv troupe in high school, but we were the Legion of Terror the until Legion September of Terror. 11th, and then we realized we should change our name. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was... Uh... God, was it? it was Lost Socks in the Dryer because we okay. thought it would be funny for it to abbreviate to LSD. Okay, that's clever. <laughs> Which, I like, like none of our humor was drug-related, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. You're in college. You have an improv troupe. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Eric Lindros ret- retired from the game in 2007, and he has since devoted a lot of his time and money to charitable causes, including a record-setting $5 million donation to the London, Ontario Health Sciences Service and extensive work with Habitat for Humanity Probably because he's so tall. They don't need ladders. Yeah. Just, hey, Eric, lift this up for me. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember, you know, I don't remember what we talked about on previous hockey games, but have you have you ever played hockey, Steve? Never played hockey. Um, I've I've been ice skating maybe four times in my life. I'm yeah. A, I'm, I'm okay at it, but I never played hockey. Ice skating is one of those things where every time I go, I start, I don't do it often enough to actually remember how to do it, so I start out terribly, and then by the time I'm done, I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of like this now, and then I don't go again for two years. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I would probably really enjoy it, you know? if i were to go again but. i th- i think if you if you you were forcing me to play a sport mm-hmm. i think that hockey would be the one i would be the most afraid to play like i yeah. think i would play mm-hmm. american football i have played american football and i sure. think i would rather play that professionally than- yeah exactly yeah nice. exactly yeah. i just got cut from the ravens a couple Damn. weeks ago i know oh, it's, it's, it's rough lamar jackson and i were really fighting it out but uh lamar. yeah it's just it's it seems like such a frightening sport to me because oh, yeah. it's like that level of contact that's in American football, but you're sort of everyone's a little out of control because you're on like going so fast on the ice and people are slamming you against walls. You have knives strapped <laughs> yeah. to your feet and it's considered a badge of honor to lose teeth and it, yeah, in a big wooden bladed stick. Yeah, like, I am a soft, soft boy and I don't want to be hit around by by hard boys. I want been, to be delicate. There have been Handled with the velvet gloves. Fictional characters, be they heroic turtle allies <laughs> or uh, murderous camp counselors, who have basically just been hockey players. Yeah, like they yeah. haven't changed very much about them, no. and they're like now now they're murderers. The fact that they're violent as part of their personality is kind of indicative by the fact they wear a hockey mask. Yeah, exactly. You know? But like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's an interesting culture, and like I, I've talked about this on previous episodes, but like. Hockey is the one sport I've ever like actually sat down and intentionally watched mm-hmm. and really tried to get into because a girl I liked was into it. Sure. Um, and it, it didn't quite take, but it probably would have been around this time, mm-hmm. around 99, 2000, when I was attempting to get into hockey. Mm-hmm. So I did recognize a lot of the names in these games. And uh, uh, Eric Lindros I was not familiar with, though, but he sounds like a cool dude. <laughs> Uh, a little bit about the NHL series. So once again, EA has a bit of a monopoly on a professional sports game. So the NHL series started in 1991 with NHL hockey for the Genesis. Uh, it adopt- it dropped the hockey from the title in 94 after it gained uh, the <laughs> so NHL PA They realized they didn't have to get confused with the National Hunting League. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Norse headdress legions the ninja hiring legion i don't know yeah it's the guys who hire ninjas yeah no you need some of those you need, you need minions you, you have to you know? vet your ninjas otherwise you just get people coming off the street like yeah i'm, I'm a ninja like uh grappling like, hook uh smoke bob and yeah. they have like no experience living and working in a volcano fortress like <laughs> what the fuck like yeah you, that's uh, why you need the legion Pete, uh, comedian Pete Holmes has one of my favorite ninja bits where he says, really, what is a ninja aside from an Asian burglar? Like somebody, <laughs> you're like, hey, someone came into your house and killed your whole family. Oh, man, what a bummer. Oh, he was from Japan. Neato. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, not, not really a whole hell of a lot to say about the NHL series. It has been plugging along consistently since 1991. There have been annual releases. I mean, I will, I think that there is something, I mean, for what it's worth, like for, I would say like it's EA's most critically acclaimed series throughout their like history of video gaming. Like most people like Madden for all that they've done usually isn't regarded as like the best that a football game has ever done. Like you have your techno techmo Super Bowl fans or your mm-hmm. ESPN fans. Um, or your blitz or yeah, your blitz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas and it, the NHL games have been pretty definitively like these are the hockey games. Yeah. Especially the run that they had on Sega Genesis. Like I think that 
I think it was like NHL 94. 94, is just yeah. generally considered like this is the hockey game where everything clicked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like the sports game of that era. Yeah, like if you're exactly. going to play like a sports game. Like, yeah, I like think Tecmo Super Bowls, like your NES era one. Right, NHL right. NHL 94, right. and then like maybe, uh, you know, one of the baseball games from 04. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like hockey just based off of our show so far has fared pretty well, especially on the N64. Like hockey translates pretty well to video games. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's fast enough and loose enough. And occasionally it turns into a fighting game for no reason, which is always fun. Um, but yeah, so the NHL series has kind of dwindled in recent years. Like they're still getting annual releases, but this is now EA's lowest selling sports franchise. And, there just is no other competition. Like you said, there's just, I was looking up like, okay, what's like the rival? What's like the 2k version of, of hockey games? There just isn't any, it's just this. And I think, uh, EA, like they've been doing with the recent Madden games, they're just taking more of an iterative approach to, uh, updating the game. And it just kind of hasn't really been enough for a lot of players. I feel like it might just have something to do with hockey just has not grown at the same level of popularity as these other, as pretty much any other sport. We were talking about that. Like, I don't know who the best hockey player or what the best hockey team at, like, I don't know who the hockey superstar is right now. Yeah. Even Like, like almost like even soccer has kind of weaseled its way into American culture as like, I know that the Seattle, major league soccer team is mm-hmm. like a big deal and has won many championships but i have no idea what the big you know who the last team that won the stanley cup was we're about to get a team aren't we seattle's about to get a new hockey team oh maybe oh I th- again I I'd... very out of uh, yeah. my mindset oh i forget what uh, they it's gonna be some it's the kraken yeah that's oh, yeah. It, the seattle kraken yeah that's coming a good soon. team name that is a good I team do, name. i do like that a lot. especially because they were originally planning on like the coho or like some kind of salmon <laughs> okay. uh, related i'm like no come on kraken that's great that's great uh so yeah yeah maybe that'll kind of you know reignite the interest around here i am always surprised by like for how close physically we are to canada how little hockey has kind of permeated the culture around here like around yeah, bellingham like that's true people are very into uh, and this is very local specific we're talking about but like we're 20 miles from the canadian border people are very into football here i don't know anybody's like who is into hockey well, it's all, I mean, it's probably true of anywhere. Like when your team sort of goes on a good run, you're like, yeah, we've always been into that sport. Yeah. Like yeah, people yeah. didn't care about football at all here. Like it's Homer in the ice years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great team, Ken. We never stay. gave up. Home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I will say with uh, one thing about hockey too, is like, I feel like hockey can't quite be as international of a sport because it's a tough sell. Like in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Or like I guess more specifically to the US or like in South America to be like, "Hey guys, check this out." Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there was one thing I wanted to touch on since both of these games are 1999 hockey games. Mm-hmm. I thought I would just bring up a couple of highlights from the 99 season overall, things okay. that were like worth mentioning. The most notable milestone of 1999 was the retirement of Wayne Gretzky, known as Old Stinky Britches. That's his famous nickname. Uh, he was inarguably the greatest player of all time. We talked about him on our Wayne Gretzky hockey episodes. Very fun little arcade uh, hockey games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this was his last season, which is also why this is the last time he's going to appear in one of these video games like as a regular player. So this, until <laughs> until it, he later started into those fighting game, Gretzky Fu, that, where he was it, transported in an alternate dimension, fight <laughs> dog people and mummies with his hockey stick. I prefer chaos in Canada. I yeah. like that better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Stanley Cup finals this year were between the Buffalo Sabres and the Dallas Stars. Uh, Dallas eventually won out on that. So far, uh, this is the first and only Cup victory for the Stars, and this was quite a controversial uh, win as well because a lot of fans still contend that power forward Brett Hall put his skate into the goalie box when he was scoring that final drive. The refs disagreed, sure, and they allowed it. But like a lot of fans are still pissed. <laughs> You're off saying about that this some choice. fans were unhappy with calls that refs made. Turns out, yes, I think <laughs> this is the first time this has happened. Yeah. Um, That's why it's significant. It was yeah. the first time in sports history that fans have disagreed with the refs' call and have been irate about it. Thirty years later, you think that ref just went home and just cried to his pillow? Oh, just like, man, you know, I don't know. It's, I've the, never the, been yelled at at work before. I I feel I think I was like I volunteered to be a ref at like 
uh, a little like a girls pee wee soccer league, and it was super stressful. Oh yeah, and I can you, imagine because you just you sort of see something happen in the game, and then you forget that you're supposed to make a call of some sort, and yeah. then the moment passes, and people are pissed at you because you didn't make a call. Yeah, and you're like, wait, what? What's going on? Yeah, what the you're fuck? Just, yeah, like, <laughs> just, there's way just, too much happening all at once. You have to be able to tune people out and not care about what people think about you, yeah. which neither of which are my strong skills. No. Uh, the one other thing about 1999 season is that this was the year the Nashville Predators joined the league, <laughs> which, uh, I don't know if there's still a thing or not. Um, I heard they were caught by Chris Hansen. Oh, though, finally. So finally. Yeah. Finally. A little out of to control. Ca- to catch a Nashville Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those episodes are probably in Nashville. Um, all right, let's get back to NHL 99. So, uh, this period of the NHL video game franchise, from what I could read and like reading like feedback and forums for people who are into these games this kind of stretch from like 1998 to 2001 mm-hmm. was the years that like nothing really changed gameplay wise. You can kind of pick any one of these four years and just be like fine with it. Sure. Uh, but they're also pretty decent. Like, yeah. like I think what we have here is like a pretty solid, if not very exciting, uh, uh, hockey game yeah i agree so the windows version here offered some online functionality uh and the playstation version offered increases in frame rate and some smoother graphics uh the n64 version can only boast of having an expanded roster and a full complement of nhlpa players so if you are very very intent on seeing those real names underneath (laughs) players you know this is the version for you um all of the versions have a commentary from espn's bill clement and the intro video features heroes by david bowie which is very cool and also made me like realize that David Bowie was kind of weirdly ahead of the curve with video games. Huh? Like I did. I, did we miss, did I miss this completely when we booted it up? I don't remember. I that. think, yeah, I, I didn't hear it either. I think it plays like if you let it go, oh, okay. but uh, yeah, there are, is a version of heroes in this. Um, yeah, I don't, did he, you ever, he was in that uh, man, man from Earth, or the man who fell to Earth video game, right? That's right. For yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spectrovision. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you really had to squint to make him out. But I played one. What was the name of the game? Oh, it was uh, it was called Omicron: The Nomad Soul. Okay, I'm familiar. I, I am aware of this game's existence. Yeah, I don't know much. It's about a David it. Cage game. It's the first one he ever oh, okay. made. The guy who made Heavy Rain and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Beyond. And is now just generally a punching bag for people to make fun of his design choices. Pretty much. Pretty much. But yeah. No, yeah, David Bowie was kind of like he he saw the potential in video games before a lot of other like rock stars did at the very least. Um, so yes, as I mentioned, this is the last time Wayne Gretzky is going to appear in this. I do want to go back to Bill Clement, the ESPN announcer, though. Uh, I think he's my favorite announcer on a, a N64 sports game so far. Yeah, he, he was, was great. He was great. I agree, and I certainly have fondness for the uh, the hang time guy. Is a lot of fun. Oh sure, uh, yeah. but this guy was equally fun. Like he uh, is very emotive. He seems very excited about the game. He was laughing a lot. Yeah. Like, that was a really nice touch. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, that's a bone breaker. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's crystal I've clear. I felt that audio. one up here. Yeah. Like, yeah. That he, one hurt me. He's, yeah. He's having a blast. And, and you're it's right. Like, the audio quality is really clean. Yeah. Like, shockingly clean. Like, um, I, I will say the the presentation on this game is pretty unimpeachable across mm-hmm. the board. Like, uh, uh, the graphics look great, it runs at a very smooth frame rate. I mean, it's got a bad audience, but or a bad crowd. Sure. But like, they, I they like all do. I, I like to point those out. But the crowd is rarely like a deal breaker. I don't know if we've me. ever seen a quote unquote good crowd. Like no. we've seen some that are less bad than others. Right, they're all going to look kind of like cardboard cutouts. This one kind of just looks like dots that have yeah, been just stretched mush. out. But like, I'm fine that they put those extra resources into the gameplay and yeah. like let you worry about that. Yeah, I think that this game might have some of the best sports presentation like next to like maybe like madden 2002 yeah like because those late madden games really stepped up the game as they well popped. yeah but, they definitely um, popped yeah this like the the character models all look um the proportions look right and even when you make a goal and they cut to everyone's face the faces are kind of like s- solid like yeah i, I mean they, they they're not emotive or anything but they look like human faces they do like they look like they have actual proportions and like cheekbones and stuff you know the the default look if you're trying to like map a human face onto an n64 character is just like something stretched out and kind of low res and blurry and yeah. these, these don't look like that no. they, they have some slightly more defined features uh, Gameplay-wise, it's going to be pretty simple across the board. You have your career mode, your exhibition mode, your playoff mode. There was a shootout mode here, uh, which I always like when they have goofy little mini games mm-hmm. and sports games like this. 
This one was not exciting. No, um, it was almost non-functional in some of the design choices. But they they decided that it was absolutely essential for the realism of this game that we had to wait for the puck to be painstakingly returned to you by the ref. Yeah. Like I I would have I would have let it slide if they just decided oh, oh boom you have a puck oh he had one in his pants. Well, like, I mean it's, it's hard it's hard not to let it slide because you're on ice. It's but, true. Um, but, uh, boom. It is it is weird because it's like you have a top down camera on your character for the shootout. And then you wait like 10, 15 seconds for the ref to walk into the frame and drop the puck there. And you're like, why Why are we wasting our time with this? Yeah. And I mean, the shootout mode just generally doesn't work very well because it does basically puts emphasis on my least favorite part of any hockey or soccer game, which is shooting. Yeah. Because there's always a feeling like of just randomness. Like, I hope just, this gets past the keeper and you just kind of your best hope is to just kind of pound it and hope that it bounces off, and then you can keep trying to knock it in. And that's, like, all there is in this mode. So it's very boring. I mean, you mentioned, like, it would be more fun if there was some kind of, like, like mini-game mode that snapped in, and I agree it would kind of mess with the flow of the game, but, I mean, why don't don't we go to bullet time or something and let you just, like, you know, aim really quickly? You have two seconds to kind of, like, zero in on your target. And maybe modern hockey games do that. I feel like this might be the most modern hockey game I've played. Yeah, yeah. There is an option, I I noticed, to change your goalie control from auto to manual. Mm. But it's hard to want to justify that being as the auto usually does such a good job. Like, it makes the game less fun or, like, seemingly more random. But at the same time, I would feel frustrated trying to control my goalie. For sure, yeah. I I don't quite know what the right balance is there, but I do feel like generally games have not quite cracked it no and you know i'm I'm a very simple non-sportsy guy so when i'm jumping into these sports games like my big concern is do i feel like i'm in control of my players mm-hmm. do i feel like i have a little bit of an idea like if i'm passing to a player is it is it going to the player i wanted to go <laughs> to and when that happens am i in control of that player does yeah. it feel seamless and this game does like yeah. i felt like i was very much in control the entire time uh, it's it's pretty fast action. We did make the mistake of the first game that we booted up. I was Team Canada. You were the Red Wings. So I was red on white, and you were white on red. Yeah. And it was pretty easy to confuse our char- players as well because you were an all-star team. Right, yeah. We had the same goalies. <laughs> like, yeah, there was some goofy stuff going on with mm-hmm. it. So uh, we fixed it later when we played different color teams. The other thing you know. that I wouldn't say is a mis- mistake, being as it's kind of the default of these games, is... Penalties in hockey games suck and they are do. super annoying. Like more than almost any other sport, I feel like penalties just ruin hockey games. And that's kind of my memory of these NHL games from like 93 and 94 is so many times you just hit it down and it's like icing. Yeah. Offsides. And I'm like, I explain to me what these are, game. Yeah. Like I don't if if you don't tell me what it is, I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, like, exactly. And I, I get like I think I get why these penalties exist. Like I think most of them are like okay, you've hit the puck to your player without any defensive player between you and the goal, yeah. or you've hit the puck all the way from one side to the other. I think that's what icing is. Um, sure. I, I'm not an expert. Um, it's but, when you bring out a little pipette and you frost the puck before you send it yeah, along to somebody, exactly. and uh, sometimes you can write like swear words in it, and that's when you get in trouble. Yeah, I, you write inappropriate messages. Be, be, you have to write like those candy hearts, like mm-hmm. be, be mine. Be mine. Yes. Slide that over. Um, and like I get why these penalties exist if you were playing real real hockey because you don't want to just have people slamming the puck from one end to the other sure. every time they get it but it really interrupts the flow of these games cuz you'll not you'll just sort of hit it there accidentally a bunch of times or trigger offsides a bunch of times cuz your teammate is just going where he's going to go and you try to hit it to him and they're like offsides and every time yeah. you do that there's another face off so and not I think, starring Nicholas Cage. Exactly. So. The bad kind of face off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I, I feel like the games uh, understand this to be true. And so all of the hockey games that we played have had the option to turn off offsides and icing. Yeah. You can turn off penalties altogether, but those ones always have their own options, like just because they're particularly annoying. Yep. Uh, so I, I appreciate that at least they're meeting us halfway on that. Yep. If you want the realistic simulation experience, absolutely go for it. But yeah, we turned off the penalties pretty quick on that. Uh, we did manage to get in one fight. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know the mechanic for triggering <laughs> a fight in a hockey that's game. That's always, that's, that's. I feel like that's the recurring thread in all hockey games. You're like, I'm not that interested in like scoring goals. I just want to know how to get these guys to fight. And so I, you just like sort of slam against someone repeatedly until you trigger a fight. I, I do have a very distinct memory and I'm, I'm not sure if it's 
the actual game. I think it's just the NES Ice Hockey, yeah. the original one. I think we rented it when I was a kid, and we played it on my NES. And the first moment those two hockey guys broke out into a fight, I was giddy. I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. I was so surprised. I had no idea that this could happen. And then my dad had to explain to me that like fighting is a part of hockey. Which, again, it's, su- it's super weird that, like, fighting, quote-unquote, is a part of hockey because it is against the rules, and, like, dudes who get penalized, but they still, the game, like, for NF, for the Madden games, like, they will not put that kind of stuff in. Like, they have to run this by, like, the uh, NFL and be yeah. like, hey, we want this to reflect positively on our organization, so, like, don't have them engage in any sort of inappropriate or unsportsmanlike behavior. Yeah. Whereas in these hockey games, they're like, yeah, just put, fighting's just a part of it. So It's, just it's part of the culture. It and it's so dispassionate, too. I feel like if a fight, if, like, an actual fist fight were to break out on a basketball court, on a baseball diamond, on a football field... It would be kind of shocking. Well, yeah, it did happen. Like, it happened in the NBA in, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 2007 or something. They had, yeah. like, this big brawl, and it, like, tarnished the NBA's reputation for, like, a decade. It's it's a shock, it's, but, like, if two hockey players get into it, it's like, bam, 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 punch. Okay, penalty box, penalty box. All right, let's go get a beer after. Like, yeah. like they got to skate away from each other, and they're laughing, or they're not mad anymore, and, like, they're, they're, there's teeth on the ice, but they don't give a shit. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's it's charming in its way, you know, and it it is odd that like it's integrated into the gameplay, but like it doesn't matter. Like the fight that we got into is like by far the sloppiest feeling aspect of this game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt super polished. But like the hit detection was all messed up. Like all the hands were going into the other players hands. Yeah, you couldn't quite tell any sort of strategy. Just kind of pound B and pound the opponent's face. Yeah, and then we both got penalized. And like, great, I'm glad I won that fight. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you should just, the the one who lost should just be able to go back and skate. It's like, all right, well, you lost. Well, the you, one who lost is just dead. Like Mutant League hockey. Like if you lose yeah. a fight, your character is just dead. Exactly. And you play a man down. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and that's really kind of about it about uh, NHL 99. Like, I, I, I quite liked it. Um, I mean, let's think about, like, simple. mechanically how this is sort of... Yeah, it is simple. Um, it the, gra- the camera is good in helping you sort of see what's around you. And sort of your main aspects of strategy is you can change your formation um, with, oh, the right, with the C buttons. Oh, right, with the C buttons, yeah. Um, and, but I guess what I... My issue with this game, I didn't like this as much as like the superstar soccer games sure because maybe this is just because i have a better understanding of soccer than hockey Mm. but like there i felt like there was some strategies that i could be using of like various type of passes that i understood um and the this game just generally felt like okay you run down the ice and you kind of pass to someone who's open and you just slam it slam it at that goal as much as you can yeah um and there was so there were a couple other like moves in this game but it never quite processed on what they were useful like yeah l and r were entitled in the control spinorama spinorama which yeah, sounded yeah. great but yeah. we never figured out what that actually did i'm gonna google uh, that while you're talking okay about i, I want to see if that's an actual <laughs> uh uh like hockey thing or like uh yeah okay it's coming up the best spinorama plays yeah what why was the spinorama band it's a whirling penalty shot move and it's been banned. Uh, yeah. So, all right, you can't do it anymore. So this, oh. that's a that's a novelty. Uh-huh. That's why we didn't know what it was. Well, I we never really got it to work. We did see like if you hold the Z button, your character will kind of stay in place, mm-hmm. and your control pad will spin them around, which seemed to be the easiest way to get goals. Yeah. As yeah. far as I like, instead of just you know slamming B. Oh, when you shoot, there is also a little charge meter where you can hold B and then um, it'll turn green and then red to control the power of your shot. That's the other thing, too. If you hold A, you can kind of highlight who you're going to pass to, so it's not just necessarily going to be to whoever's closest. But the whoever's closest thing works fine most of the time, you know? like Yeah, everything you, you, felt really clean here. Like, I have no... Compl- I feel like most of my complaints just come from the nature of hockey yeah. as a sport, where it just feels sort of intrinsically repetitive, and you always feel, even though this game controlled well, you always feel a little bit out of control. Yeah. Because you're always kind of sliding, and you... It makes it harder to plan a strategy. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But I, I do enjoy like the loose goofiness of it. Like I feel like you, you don't need to be 
as uh, laser precise as you would with like a soccer game or something like that. Yeah, like you I, can, I agree. Like you can flop around a little if bit. If I'm looking for a sports game to play for a very limited amount of time, I would usually I'm happy to reach for a hockey game. But sure. if I want to sort of really understand the intricacies of a sports game, I would probably reach for a football or a baseball game. Yeah. Even yeah. though they are slower, like I feel like there's more depth sort of intrinsic to that sport. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give it to you. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next game here. That is NHL Blades of Steel 99. This was released April 5th, 1999. It was developed and published by Konami, and it was also released on the Game Boy Color. We haven't played a lot of Konami games. Just not very general, many. For as many games as Konami has reached in their lifetime, N64 did not seem like a big system for them. Not really. What did we have? We had Goemon. We had oh, yeah. uh, Hybrid Heaven. We had okay. International Superstar Soccer. Those are all great games. And I, I feel like maybe a baseball game? Maybe. One of the, I think bottom of the ninth was a Konami. Okay, That's that it. was not a great game. That was not a great game. No, no. That was bottom of the of the baseball <laughs> yeah. games, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think it was ahead list. of Mike Pizza's. Oh, it but. was ahead of Mike Pizza. Yeah, absolutely. Who is uh, actually Mia Ham is right on top of Mike Pizza. Yeah, exactly. So we just need a pineapple game on top of that. And <laughs> I am set. And uh, nobody add me. Pineapple on pizza is delicious. Yep. And you're weird if you don't get that. Anyway, our cover athlete this time is Yaromir Yager of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yager hails from Czechoslovakia and he plays the right wing and was with the Penguins from 1990 to 2001. Uh, Yager and the Penguins, they won back to back Stanley Cups in 91 and 92. And he's a member of the prestigious Triple Gold Club, which means he's been part of teams that won the Stanley Cup, the Olympic Gold Medal, and the Ice Hockey World Championship. 1999 was also the year that Jaeger won the Art Ross Trophy, which was given out to the top point scorer of the season. Sure. Um, so Jaeger is also unique amongst cover athletes on this show in that he is still playing today. Pretty much every other, every single other athlete we have covered has retired by more than a decade Yaromir Yager is still playing. He, after he left the Penguins, he bounced around, did lots of one or two st- season uh, stints with different teams, and then he moved back to Europe. Currently, he is the owner and the right-wing player for the Kladno Knights uh, from his hometown in Czechoslovakia. How old is this guy? He's 47. He was drafted in the league when he was 18. Okay. So, you know, he's he's had a very, very long career, and so he still has some kind of devoted fans because he's been around for a long time. I cannot imagine. I'm I'm about to be 37 in like a week, and like I am tired all the time, and I hurt, and I can barely move. Uh, I can't imagine being 48 and still wanting to be playing hockey. Yeah, like that 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 sounds horrible. I want to nap. <laughs> like, so you know, good on him. Yeah, that's that's great uh, that, that he's great. that he's managed to keep that going. I will say, like the cover cover the idea of having a cover athlete in a hockey game is so lost on me. Like, I'm sure they spent millions of dollars on, you know, getting these guys' likenesses and pictures for these games. But, mm-hmm. like, I just look at it and I'm like, yeah, it's a hockey player. You can like, get what, me anybody what, what, what do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to be able to tell the difference. Yeah. yeah, so, but, you know, hey, they got a paycheck. That that works for them. Uh, so a little bit about Blades of Steel. Uh, this game is the follow-up to Konami's 1987 arcade game, Blades of Steel. Uh, The NES port of this game is considered by a lot of gamers as one of the best retro sports games ever made. Like, I think it is, I think you can talk about it, like, in the same breath as Tecmo Bowl, if you're talking about Nintendo sports, like NES sports games. Sure. Uh, I I played a lot of uh, I think mostly uh, people just like saying Blades of Steel. It's great. It's a lot of fun to say. I mean, you could could probably argue that NES ice hockey is better, uh, but, you know, Blades of Steel is a cooler sounding name. And uh, it's it's a fast, fun (laughs) arcade experience. That was the classic days of sports gaming when they would just name games the sport. Yeah. Just like basketball for Atari. Tennis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to no modifiers needed it's the only game in town but yeah i sunk quite a bit of time into blades of steel series uh, i really enjoyed it um well i say series but it really wasn't a series the right. kind of there was one on the nes and then it just kind of went away until this game this was and Konami's i didn't even kind know that this push. game existed so. yeah exactly konami was trying to kind of get it uh back on the market as like some kind of competitor but that really did not happen. This is actually one of the lowest selling games on the system. 50,000 units, which puts it in league with Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and Dual Heroes. <laughs> Both games that did not sell well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, gameplay-wise, again, not a lot of surprises. We have a playoff mode. We have an exhibition mode. We have a season mode. All 27 real hockey teams and real players. 
There's a creative player mode. There's all-star rosters. It's kind of what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, no shootout mode or any kind of extra bells and whistles it here. It didn't feel like a big loss. Um, um, the intro movie to this is really weird. Like, we had just played uh, a game that looked great, and, like, the first couple clips that you see in the intro movie look like they're out of the end of 2001. Yeah. So they're just kind of blurry colors. And yeah, you're yeah. like, what the hell is going on? And then they cut to the players and some exciting music as the players are doing little wobbly goalie dances. Um, this game does not look as good as it, uh, NHL 99. It, it was all, I was almost a little unfair to play these back to back. If we're going to judge them on appearances, because it's like, yeah, we go from NHL 99, which is crisp and clear and still looks great. Mm-hmm. And then this one where everyone kind of looks like big chunky apes without faces. Yeah. Like a uh, lot of jaggies. You had to double check to make sure the upscaler was on. Yeah. Like, yeah. These we, are a lot of jaggies. The opening scene where you're like panning over the ice and everything. It's like, Oh boy, a frame rate took a major dip here, yeah. which was never a problem in the previous one. The default camera mode this time is uh, on the side, so you're going like left to right instead I, of up and down. That, I think I mean, you that, can change that in all of these. That changes the feel significantly, like just as the the default. Um, I feel like it gives me a more sort of immediate visceral sense. Oh, one thing I forgot to praise in NHL 99 mm. was like when you whack people in that game, it is very satisfying. It like is. Guys go flying. There's a great sound effect and the announcer will say something hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that rattled his bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, it's, it's great. Um, with this, whereas I feel like this camera angle we got at Blades of Steel does feel like it's putting me a little closer to the action. Yeah. But I also, it's just much harder to sort of plan some kind of strategy of like, oh, my player's over on that side where there's not a lot of other players. You're just kind of passing blind a lot. Yeah, and they went with it because that's what the original Blades of Steel does. It's like a side view, and Mm -hmm. I think that works better in a 2D game than it does in a 3D one. I think going 3D, I'd like to be like uh, north-south rather than east-west, you know. Um, Yeah, that's just me, you know, whoever's got their preferences. Um, so right off the bat, this one feels much slower. We actually had to go into the options and like crank up the speed a little bit from like normal to fastest. And even then it didn't feel like it was reaching the same levels as NHL 99, but it did improve. It's just not, it's just generally not as responsive. No, you, you just, you like, you're talking about wanting to feel like you are in control of your player's actions. Um, here it's very hard to keep track of who you are generally, um, you spent a lot of time being a character outside of the camera. Yeah, yeah. And just there was a weird moment where, like, the puck kind of, I was about to say the ball. Yeah. Um, but that's not how you do it. The that's puck, that's how fucked up this game is. They use a ball. <laughs> what? Yeah. They're very inactive. It's they a bowling they ball. They couldn't get the licensing for the puck. They couldn't. They had to they spend couldn't. it all on their cover. The cover puck athlete. was holding out. He's like, I made this cameo in Toy Story. Yeah. Like, I'm making some money now. Yeah. yeah EA had thing. exclusive rights on pucks. Yeah. That's what, that's what they're going to do. Instead of buying the <laughs> NFL license anymore, like, the, the NFL license got too expensive. They're just buying the shape of a football. <laughs> and other games can use the players, but they have to play with a basketball. Oh, man. <laughs> It's, oh my god that, um, that's kind of a brilliant idea actually <laughs> it saves a lot of uh, fees to the players you just need to the ball becomes the superstar yeah um yeah. anyway the puck got trapped behind the goal and both of us were just tr- furiously trying to switch to a player to sort of get this puck and like they kept like it was like they were both the same magnetic pole mm-hmm. and like the puck was one thing. And like, as players got closer, they just get pushed away. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what the hell is going on? It, it felt, it felt buggy and un, uh, more un, and unpolished, especially it, it compared did. to 99. However, that being said, like, I don't want to be too mean to it. No. Cause this, this actually like when it's not like the, the little bugs were kind of an anomaly, yeah. you know, it wasn't like the rule, but no. they were there and it was a thing. Uh, I, I feel like the gameplay in between comes together pretty well. Yeah. Like it feels, it feels all right. Like it's a little more sluggish and it's a little less responsive than the game we played before, but this is not a disaster. No, uh, no, by I, any I, means. I, yeah. I, I feel like if, uh, if you're into hockey games, there's, there's, there's reason to pick this up. I mean, um, I, I, I don't know about that being is like, I don't know if it does really anything that I liked more it's than possible. 99. Like uh, the the players the players look different like yeah. they're chunkier, um, but they I would say they have a little more personality at least in the way they move like 
I, I will say, like, when you score a goal in this game, it's a little more satisfying than in NHL 99. Oh, yeah. Uh, the players have more exciting celebrations. There's, like, a fun siren that goes off. And the announcer in this game is pretty good, too. They actually say bad. they say the player's names. It's kind of a Bob Costas sound-alike, as you pointed out. Yeah. Um, and I don't think in NHL 99, I don't think they said the player's names. No, um, so I don't think was, so. That's always a nice addition. It's nice. And we even went back to uh, NHL Breakaway, which we played quite a long time ago now, just to kind of refresh on what it's like. And that announcer is all very, like, staccato. It's like clearly somebody recorded, like, some pre... Like, they they just previously recorded a couple of key phrases that could be swapped around. So it's like, Buck goes to Gretzky. Gretzky shoots. No good. Like, it's just kind of like that. And uh, both of these games have much more animated announcers, which I liked. Yeah, just just a higher level of energy. I, I, I mean, I think generally, like, all these games, when I get to the list, are going to be around the same spot for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. But I, I think that's evidence that if you were into hockey, like, you really couldn't go, you couldn't whiff. Like, you no. couldn't you couldn't pick up a Mia's ha- a Mia Ham's no, or a no. Mike Pizza's. Like, I, like, I, I would uh, probably say, like, avoid the Olympic hockey one. And not even no, necessarily like, that avoid was it. fine. It just avoid the Olympic hockey one if you don't have Wayne Gretzky hockey. Like, the two Wayne Gretzky sequels were lesser just because they didn't innovate at all. Like they just didn't try and change mm. anything other than what the first game already sure. got. Right. Uh, but that first game was quite fun. Yeah. So like it's, it's not even terrible, but yeah, yeah. I can see what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really not terrible. Um, I'm trying to think what, what, what else did this game have going for it? So, I liked how big the characters were. Mm-hmm. Like they all have it. Like the characters in NHL felt kind of small and lightweight. And these guys here feel big and chunky and hefty, Yep. Um, which is what you want. And you are losing some visual fidelity in the facial animations and anything like that. But uh, they also let you sort of select different plays or formations um, by holding the Z button and then pressing a button to change that formation. It was, well, I changed one. I like, I brought up the menu and I changed formation and the the announcer's like anaheim changing on the fly and i'm like what can he see the menu that i brought up (laughs) he must be able to yeah 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 Yeah. and uh uh, the c buttons here i i couldn't quite figure out what these were i think they were kind of like modified passes because it said like drop wrist something else flip yeah i think was a different kind of shot yeah and i think it was just kind of it's just about mixing it up uh the one complaint i will say about all these hockey games is that the same button shouldn't be used for steal and shoot yeah. Because you get into like a little scrum and you're like trying to swipe the puck away from somebody and then you're automatically shooting even though you're on the you opposite side of the ring. And you get called like, for icing. And you get called for <laughs> icing. And it's like, come on, fuck you guys. You all you also pointed out that the the player icons here, like the little red and green um markers that dictate who you are controlling don't uh, fill up very much. Like they no. don't differ very much when you have the puck. So yeah. it can be difficult to identify who actually has the puck here. It's a little confusing. Yeah. Because it's going to be the same icon, whether you have it or you don't. Um, and that, so I think that's just the feeling of this game in general. Like it is, it is fun to play. It does what you want from a hockey game, but it just kind of feels messy a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Like, I scored a goal and they showed us the replay and we're like, I'm like, I still have no idea how that puck got into the goal. Like it just kind of seemed like a mush of players down there. And it probably wouldn't even stand out all that much, except for the fact that like the other hockey games on the system have been pretty much better. Like have have all been kind of better than this. And that's, it's not terrible. It's just not, it doesn't rise to that level. Sure. Um, A little bit more about the blades of steel series. Uh, this did get one more entry, the shockingly titled NHL Blades of Steel 2000, <laughs> uh, which was released in the PlayStation just before the NHL playoffs. An N64 version of this was planned, but as mentioned, uh, Blades of Steel 99 sold quite poorly did, on the N64. Did NHL 99 sell poorly too? Did we? Uh, no, oh, I, I have those numbers. Let me because, see. Like, like, as we pointed out, like it's really surprising that there's only one EA hockey game on the system being as they had pumped out so many for the earlier systems. Yeah. That's just like mm-hmm. not their style. I, that's and just I'm not wondering if it's just 99 did not sell very well. Uh, it's not bad. It's about 400,000 units. So it's not terrible. It's not uh it's not million seller status, but like it's, it's uh comparable with some of the later Madden games. Odd. I don't know um, why they, they gave up on hockey. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, so the series ended officially after 2000, and it hasn't been followed up on since. But if you feel like revisiting the original, it is on the Virtual Console and the Xbox Live Arcade, uh, and I would recommend doing that. 
Uh, do we have anything else about these hockey no, games? We can move on to the ratings. All right, let's move on. Uh, each week we are rating the different games that we are playing. And holy Christ, we are almost done. We are at, I have to scroll down so far <laughs> in my notes to find it, 288. So these will bring us up to 290. And after that, there are only six or seven games left wow. on the entire catalog. Goodness we are me. almost there. Uh, I'll start us off. Um, I think NHL 99 was quite solid. I I enjoyed uh, pretty much everything about it. Uh, I think I'm going to put it just above the previously highest rated hockey game on my list, which was NHL Breakaway 98. So this is my new number 74. Top 100, not bad. Um, Blades of Steel, uh, a little worse than this, but really not as bad as you might think. Really, really uh, not a disaster at all. Just a little rough around the edges. I think this is going at number 89 for me. So that's underneath Pokemon Stadium wow. and above World Driver Championship. And that still kind of puts it below some of the other hockey games. Well, Steve, we are on very similar pages. Okay. Um, NHL 99, um, I, I think it's the best hockey game on the system. Yeah, um, I think so. I, it's, I, I liked the arcade ones uh, more than Breakaway. So mm-hmm. those are ranked higher. But I'm putting NHL 99 at number 75 which is right ahead of the Nagano one, which is just a Rain, Wayne Gretzky reskin. Yeah. But I liked the sort of uh, international theme. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, number 75, Blades of Steel, I'm putting it number 90. Okay. So we're just one different on both of these. Wow, okay, um, Which is right ahead of the Breakaway games. I, I, I lo- Breakaway felt a little more precise and simulation than uh, Blades of Steel. Yeah. But Blades of Steel had more energy about it, so I liked it a little more than the Breakaway game. All right, but, I I agree with that. I agree. That makes it easy for me when I'm aggregating these lists for our uh, for our final comprehensive yes. ultra list. <laughs> uh, we have some fantastic letters this week. Uh, firstly, this starts off: "Hello, Woody, and I mean only Woody. I'm not allowed to answer this, and uh, you'll see, you'll be okay. very happy with this. You have mentioned on the podcast once or twice that you have an affinity for unusual Christmas music. With the holiday season coming up, do you have any suggestions for something non cliche to add to my playlist? Even better, have you ever posted a playlist online anywhere? Other folks on today's episode, feel free to chime in too. <laughs> Your loyal patron, Timothy. Thanks, Timothy. Um, well, Timothy, this is timely. <laughs> this is TED I have, Talk. <laughs> I have just finished my yearly Christmas mix um, for uh, for this year uh, called We Need a Little Christmas, and it features a Norman Rockwell painting of Santa being dragged away from some by some Boy Scouts. <laughs> um, my, big, my big picks for... Um, Christmas songs that come to mind right now are uh, the song Christmas in L.A. by the band Volpeck, V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K. The song Santa Stole My Lady by Fitz and the Tantrums is is another hit. Um, Also the song Disco Christmas by the Village People. A novelty song I'm very surprised has not made its way into the public consciousness. Disco Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not um, well, it's, it's a mashup of uh, Macho Man and a YMCA, but it becomes Santa Claus and N-O-E-L. Okay. Um, okay. And it's just, I, I un- unironically enjoy the village people. Uh, hey, they, no, they, have, they have real bangers. They do. Um, <laughs> and I have not... Oh, the other thing I would be on the lookout for if you want some... What started me on the quest of weird Christmas music is... Um, the radio show Sound Opinions hosts a yearly Christmas special from a gentleman named Andy Serzan who collects very obscure Christmas music, and that stuff is weird and old and a lot of fun. Another hit on there is uh, Bufo, the dog who goes where Santa goes, <laughs> and what would Santa Claus say to you, Daddy, if he knew you were drinking again? All, wow. All, a, a, lot, a lot of winners. Wow. Uh, there's, the, yeah, it's it's an unending well of good stuff, so... uh I haven't posted any of it personally, but uh, yeah, if you, if you have any more questions, feel free to uh, let me know through Steve. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to defer to your expertise on this. The only one I would toss in is that I once listened to an entire Christmas album by Bootsy Collins, okay. who's the former uh, bass player for Parliament. Sure. It's like a, I, think it's just, I think it's actually just called A Funky Christmas. Sure. Uh, that's a lot of fun. That sounds good. And, uh, friends of the show over at laser time, uh, they did a podcast a couple of years ago about the filthiest Christmas songs they could find. Sure. Uh, and they do loving, uh, recreations of those songs. Uh, if you ever want to scratch your ears out, uh, it's really, it's, (laughs) it's quite funny, but it's also horrifying. (laughs) So, uh, but thank you for that question, Timothy. 
Uh, this next one starts, Dear Steve, Woody, and guests. No. Uh, I just wanted to write in and tell you to thank you. In a turbulent year, your little podcast has been a bastion of happiness for me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Although I don't you know always... what else is a bastion of happiness. Bastion? Yeah. Yeah, I just downloaded that. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Uh, although I don't always agree with your assessments of games, Mario Party 1, 2, and 3 are a blast, and those Aki wrestling games are top-notch, I sure. do enjoy your thoughtful criticisms. I'm looking forward to San Francisco Rush, as it was one of my favorite games of all time. I'm although looking forward I, to that, too. You yeah. get a car with wings on it. Yes, <laughs> finally. Yeah. Uh, although I think my nostalgia got the best of me on those. Oh, no. Nintendo 64 was my first system, if you don't count Game Boy. What were your first systems? Did you receive them all as gifts or mow the, ca- mow the countless lawns? Mow the earn? cat for them. Mow, mow the cat. Mow <laughs> the Steve, your lawns. chores are to unload the dishwasher, <laughs> um, take out the garbage, and mow the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I had dyslexia, so I mowed the lawn. It was fine, okay. but, you know, yeah, it, it was weird. Um, so did you receive them as gifts or mow the countless lawns to earn your gaming consoles? Once again, thank you to both of you, and happy holidays. And that is from Uncle D. So thank oh. you. That's a very nice letter. Um, what was your first console? Um, I think it was a Super Nintendo mm. that I had gotten somewhat after the Super Nintendo's lifespan. Like, I might have gotten it in, like, 96 or 97. So I kind of developed an affinity for, quote-unquote, retro games mm. right near the get-go. Yeah. Of, like, I was like, this isn't the newest system, so all the games for it are, like, 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And I just sort of started amassing a collection very quickly. And then um, I think the N64 was my second console, which I ended up... Sp- Basically, the only way I could t- talk my parents into it was we ended up splitting it with a friend as like a shared Christmas present. Okay, all so right, we nice. Traded nice. off month to month. I, they lost interest, and I just kept it. <laughs> that's that's the trick. You yeah. just got to wait them out. Uh, mine was an NES. Um, I think it's like honestly, some of my earliest f- fully formed memories are of playing the NES. Mm-hmm. So we must have gotten it in like. 87 or 88 okay. uh lots of lots of mario um and then i got a sega game gear for christmas like three years after that three or four years after that and uh the first the n64 was the first console i paid for myself okay. like a combination of like birthday gift money and chore money that i've been saving up and uh, so yeah that was the first one i paid for by myself I think a GameCube was my first one that I got for myself, nice. but I don't remember nice. how I earned it. The only the only story I have of remembering specifically how I earned money to get something was I did like a job cleaning someone's house on Craigslist in order to buy the game The Neverhood, which wow. is just very weird. That's a weird thing to <laughs> yeah. risk your life for. I know. <laughs> did you have to wear a dress or anything? Or no, like, no, no, just it was, it was all ass. pretty up and up. Okay, but. all right, all right. No, I mean, you know, that's fine. Um, all right, our next letter uh, is co-opting for another podcast. Uh, welcome <laughs> back to Hoyt's Points, a podcast where we save on the budget by hijacking Steve Guntley. Last episode, okay. I, I last episode I defended racing games. So as an expert on tedium, I'm here to talk about <laughs> Aiden Chronicles. Okay. Now, some of you may say that as one of the only RPGs available for the N64, which I haven't played since I was a child, my fondness for the game could come from a kind of distorting nostalgia. I would say that. First, let's talk about the graphics. You both previously lauded the great graphics in Paper Mario, but lambasted the graphics in Aiden. Sure, the trees in the forest are simple, ugly 2D paper trees, but aren't the trees in Paper Mario also 2D? Yeah, but they're not ugly. <laughs> if They're very nice and appealing. If Aiden Chronicles hadn't first walked in March 2001, perhaps Paper Mario wouldn't have been able to fly or run, to run in February. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> This is the point where I'm like, oh, okay, this is a joke. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, do I, am I going to have to fight someone over Aiden Chronicles? Um, second, the pacing. I will acknowledge that Aiden Chronicles is slow and tedious to play, but just like some of the greatest movies, a slow pacing allows one to insert themselves into the narrative. Mm-hmm. While playing, thoughts might bubble to the surface of your mind. Who is Aiden? What kind of forces would give rise to the world I'm observing? And is there literally anything else I could be doing right now? <laughs> that was the main one I was thinking That was of. a big one for me. Yeah. Finally, I'd like to talk about world building. When I was playing Aiden Chronicles as a child, my game corrupted twice, once at 12 hours through and one at 15 hours. I I did read that as like, I was talking about Amazon reviews. A lot Mm. of them bring up like, this is a great game. It corrupts memory cards, but it's a good game. And I'm like, that's kind of a big deal, Amazon reviews. Uh, It says, this made me experience the lovingly, in quotes, rendered medieval town and castle multiple times. (laughs) And much like a medieval tannery process for making leather, I think that being dunked in piss three times really brought out the quality on display here. 
This has been Hoyt's points. Have Hoyt's points. Have a tedious day, and that is from Hoyt. Thank, Thank you, Hoyt. Hoyt. Good your letter, name. my friend. Very good letter. Yeah. Love your name. Uh, <laughs> I feel yes. like he really nailed. He really nailed the experience of playing Hayden Chronicles. You there. did. <laughs> and any reference to old timey tanning mechanisms is uh, <laughs> is going to win over me. Uh, finally, last one here. Hey, Woody and other hosts. <laughs> no, I really like this. Lo- new loving track. this bit. Yeah. Loving it. Makes me feel great. On your Aiden Chronicles episode, you posited that it was released to fill the RPG hole in the N64's library. What if someone tried to port a PS1 RPG to the N64? What would you have liked to have seen? A Grandia or a Star Ocean, perhaps? What changes would you have been would have been made to the N64? In this scenario, no Square RPGs because they were on the outs with Nintendo at the time. Sure. Thanks and keep up the good work. And that's from Vince. Well, so much for like every RPG that I know about. I know the AKA one, all Square the, RPGs. All the ones that are like springing to mind are Square RPGs. Yeah. Um, Though, I mean, for what it's worth, like, I don't think that a Square RPG would translate all that well. No. Because sort of the main appeal of those games is this big cut, these cutscenes, this orchestral sweeping music. They were, they were half about up, the gameplay and half about showing off. Like your, And your all of vision. those get lost in uh, in your N64. Yeah. So I feel like you would want something um, a little a little simpler, a little more... Um, I'm going to say my answer is Wild Arms, just because uh, I've always oh, wanted Wild to play Arms those games. Is a PS2 game? It's a PS1 game. Okay. It started on PS1 and continued on PS2. Um, I'll, I'll say that because uh, I've never really known what that game was. Other than like a Western RPG, and that sounds fun to me. That sounds um, cool. I'm yeah. I, now my, I'm just frantically trying to think of PS1 RPGs that are not Square I mean, games. Was Vandal Hearts Square? I think it was because I liked that one. Um, does a Lunder or not? A, yeah, Lunder's an action RPG. A Lunder would work really well, actually. Uh, Top down Zelda clone. Uh, what like. about okay? What about Soikoden? I feel like the Soikoden Good. games would track. I yeah, think that those yeah. would work because those are not necessarily built on like big giant cutscenes. No, no, they they, they kind of look like oh, I mean they're like 16-bit graphics almost. Yeah, like they look like Super of, Nintendo games with like good soundtracks and pre-rendered backgrounds. I think that's the right answer. Yeah, okay. I would love to play Sweet in 2 on N64. I don't know what would necessarily need to change. Maybe you'll have fewer characters, but but again, if you're using 2D graphics and sprites uh, I, I don't think it would cause too many problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Suikoden would look really good on that. Yeah, that's I want that now. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. We figured it out. Good answer. Thank you for the question, Vince. And that is all the letters we have this week. Uh, f- please, we love getting these, so write into uh, ultra64 at gmail.com. I'm going to do a little reach back. I think a couple weeks ago, I don't remember what episode it was, yeah. but we had a very good question of what is your favorite game that you have never beaten? Mm, yeah. And we, we kind of were stumped by it a little bit um, because most games we were like, you beat. But I figured, uh, I figured out the answer, even though at this point it is a game I have beaten because I cheated using save states and rewind functions and things like that. But it's the game Zombies Ate My Neighbors, yeah. which is almost an unbeatable game to just play through on the Super Nintendo because it's like 50 levels long and you just gradually lose neighbors until you can't beat it. Yeah. And like the save funk, the password function in there, like every time you use a password, you lose all your weapons. Yeah. Um, oh God, I hated that. Yeah. So like, I think I've played the first 20 levels of Zombies Ate My Neighbors a bunch of times and I always have a good time playing it. It's great. It's That's the great. problem. And like, then I'm just like, okay, yeah. I'm not getting any farther than this. I think my answer might actually, now I'm thinking about it, like might kind of follow in a similar zombie theme, uh, Dead Rising. Okay. I really enjoyed Dead Rising, but like it's got that really restrictive uh, time, like three day loop. And if you miss anything, then you have to start the whole game over again. It's like, Mm. it's just kind of frustrating to play through, but like there's just nothing. so weirdly designed because it it does have that restrictive gameplay element, but the actual like game itself is so like open and freeing like that game's like built upon like oh you go in here and you get this weird robot head that you can beat zombies with yeah we're gonna like tether you to this weird gameplay design those are some of my favorite gaming memories from that console generation is uh taking frank west into a crowded corridor dressed in a beautiful sundress with three (laughs) battle axes and seeing how many zombies i can mow through before all my shit breaks like it's fun. It, yeah. it really is. Uh, but, but you know, if you're going to actually beat the game, you have to kind of knuckle down and focus on a story that really isn't that interesting. So, yeah, zombies. Zombies. <laughs> they can't do it. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, we are Ultra 64 Podcast on all the different social medias. And also uh, we're on Patreon at Ultra 64 Pod. 
Go check that out. There's going to be some cool stuff there. We just played there. a weird game called Knights in the Nightmare for yeah. that, which kind of baffled us, but was still was pretty neat in its in its gameplay. But I feel like we could each write our theses, our, our theses on theses. these now. Yeah, our theses exactly. on these theses. <laughs> um, so be sure to tune in next week. We are playing the game South Park Chef's Love the, Shack. The final sports game. The final <laughs> sports game fucking. Um, <laughs> the, the professional fucking. Yeah, it's our final party game. Uh, and with COVID times, we're going to have to work up some uh, some workarounds to get our usual party crew uh, on board with it. But we'll we'll figure a safe way out to do that. And then we will be back next week to suck on some chocolate salty balls. Um, all right, everyone. Uh, uh, make noise? Yes. Question mark? Question mark. Clap, Clap hands. Make noise. Make noise. Clap hands. Chuck it, chuck it, chuck it. This will make sense to the two people who play this game. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> And listen, I sit back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow to the extreme. I rock a mic like a vandal, light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance, caress the speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly, when I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better hit bulls out of kid. Don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll. Got the hook while my DJ revolves.